<clears throat> we're glad that she's here with us today, and uh, we want to welcome her to this church, and uh, she'll be a blessing to the church, and we want to be a blessing to her. Amen. Make her feel like that we're glad that she's here. We're glad for everyone that's in the house of the Lord today, all of our guests. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap of praise and honor for being in the house of God today. Amen. 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 Lord bless you. You can be seated just for a few moments. And uh, thank you, Brother Trey Gore, for the message this morning. Amen. I believe that we are the light of the world. I believe that we are the light of the world. And we are, to, we are called to shine our light to a lost and a dying and a sin-sick world. And so we want to do our part to do that. The way that the light stays bright is to keep fresh batteries in the light. Amen. How do you do that? You pray. You be faithful to the house of God, to the work of God, and to the call of God. I want to say, first of all, uh, we had a wonderful time. I appreciate everyone. I know it's very confusing sometimes changing the orders of services to different nights, but we had a wonderful time with Brother John John Lambeth here Thursday night. How many enjoyed the Word of God? Amen. Amen. We're so thankful. And and uh, he was just able to be here, was not able to be here on Wednesday night. So his daddy called me and I said, sure, send him on. We'll change service. And uh, anytime we have an opportunity to get one of the Lambus, I'll work around their schedule. I thank God for them. They're very anointed of God. And I want to tell you, if you're looking to see what what my my interpretation, now this is my interpretation, of what a modern-day prophet would look like, you need to look at Brother Brad Lambeth. And uh, I, I honor and respect him. He's such a great man of God. And uh, thankful for the work that the Lambeths are doing in Brazil. And not only the work that they're doing there, but the effect that they have in the United States. And I want to say thank you for those, Brother Derek and Sister Lisa especially, for heading up the Sunday School Department. Wonderful banquet last night for our children. And uh, all of those who helped in the kitchen and helped clean up and helped decorate, thank you so much. And uh, we do appreciate it. We're proud of our our children and uh, proud of our Sunday School teachers. Why don't everybody give our Sunday School teachers a good hand? This is, this is a commitment that they make for every Sunday, and it does not just start on Sunday. If it just starts on Sunday, um, you're failing in your um, call, but it starts early in the week preparing and getting ready to teach our children, and I do thank God for people that has a burden for that. While I am on that subject, I would like everyone that would have a desire that thinks you would like to be used in the Sunday School Department. I want you to give Sister Lisa your name, Sister Lisa Martin as your name. And uh, we need a list of teachers, a list of people that want to be used and wants to work in Sunday School. And uh, it's not always fun, but it's always necessary. And it always pays good dividends, so working in the kingdom of God. So if you would give her your name. And uh, we'll be contacting you at a later date. Also, I want, to, um, I want to remind you of the class we will be starting here Monday. That's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And this is a kingdom class, getting busy and working in the kingdom of God. The Lord has been dealing with me for a few weeks on this subject. And uh, I will be doing this class once a month. I will try to do it the first of the month. But uh, our schedules might conflict there. But I will be having this class once a month. This class is for anyone that has a desire to do anything for God. And uh, if you just want to come and try to get inspired to do something for God, it would be good for you to participate and be part of that. We are going to start out talking about some things I think that is very important and uh, continue on trying to help people find a place where they can be valuable to the kingdom of God. I do not believe that God saved us just 
where we could enjoy heaven alone. But I believe that God saved us where we could benefit the kingdom of God and to reach lost souls and to, and to help someone else along the way. And if you're discouraged in your walk with God, the best thing I can tell you to do besides praying and continue to be faithful to God is to try to help somebody else along the way, along the journey. And you'll find out that there is help and God will strengthen you. And I, I, while I'm on this subject, let me remind you, this is the reason why it's so important that when you see the church gathered around up here and someone comes to the altar for prayer, that's the reason why we all gather around and pray for them. Not just one or two of us, but we all gather around and pray for them. The reason why is because when we're praying for someone, we get strength ourselves and we get help ourselves. I've never seen anyone backslide from the front. Amen. Backsliding is not something that happens in a spur of the moment. Backsliding is a process. And uh, when you start the process, you need to get back to the front and start helping someone else in the kingdom of God. So that will be tomorrow night. I encourage Sunday school teachers, workers, whatever you work in, singers, whatever you work in, whatever you would like to work in, if you're trying to find a place to fit in, this is a place for you. We'll be having class here. Depends on how many that will show up. We will either be here in the auditorium or we'll be upstairs in the youth room. Also, also there is a uh, Bible study that's going on. Brother John East is teaching a Bible study. This is uh, for uh, new converts in particular, someone that wants to learn more about the Word of God. And uh, I believe it is a Search for Truth program. It happens Thursday night at 7 o'clock, and it's upstairs in the youth room, so remember that. So uh, anyone that would like to participate, be part of that class Thursday night at 7 o'clock in the youth room. Also, I want to remind you that Easter Sunday is around the corner. It won't be many days from now. Now, I don't, I don't believe in bunnies laying eggs, and I don't believe in all of that stuff. But I do believe that people like to go to church on Easter. And I'm going to make every effort that I can to get them to this church on Easter. So I encourage you, be inviting people. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. We will have a program starting at 10 o'clock over in the gym. This is for everybody. Everybody will meet here at the same time, but we will be in the gym. There will be refreshments. There will be drinks. There will be things. And then there will be entertainment for the kids and different activities for them to do. So remember that. And then following that, that will end somewhere around 11 o'clock, 11.15. We will come back to the auditorium and then we will have church. And we're not going to be in a hurry. So we want you to eat plenty at the gym. There will be one service on Easter Sunday morning. And then we will be out the rest of the day. So on Easter Sunday, we're not going to get in a hurry. We're going to have a great time of uh, fellowship and uh, activities with our children, then we're going to have a great move of God in the house of God. I want everybody to be praying. I want you to spend some time, extra time in prayer. There'll be a lot of your loved ones here. There'll be a lot of my loved ones here. There'll be a lot of people from the town here that needs God. And so let's do everything that we can to promote a move of the Holy Ghost. It's not a show. It's not a program. The fun and games is going to be in the gym. When we come over here, we're going to spend time worshiping and praising and magnifying God. This is what happens normally normally on a, on a service like this, that we have so many guests, the home folks kind of stay quiet and reserved. I don't want you quiet. I don't want you reserved. I want you to have apostolic, Holy Ghost, throw-down church. Amen. Let's see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's see somebody set free from sin. Let's see God do a great work in the house of the Lord. And so this, I'm going to give you a little incentive here. Now, these are some rules that will be to this little thing that we're going to do. I don't want to call it a, um, a contest, but I want to call it a challenge, a little incentive challenge. The one, the one person 
that brings the most people. Now, this does not include those that come on the, on the vans and Sunday school class there. But the one that brings the most guests, the first one would get $100, uh, $100. The second will get $75. And the third will get $50. So what I want you to do is when you come in, those at the welcoming desk, I want you to give them your number. They're going to keep up with the numbers, and they're, they're going to give me that. I'm not going to argue with you. This is a faith-based program. And we have faith in people to tell the truth. <laughs> if you want to go to hell over $100, knock yourself out. Not me. But uh, remember that and be working for that. Get visitors to come. And... Um, and let's see God do something great. I'm going to do the same thing for Mother's Day. Mother's Day, I think, is about four weeks after uh, Easter Sunday. And so we'll be doing the same thing. So keep up with your guests. And uh, they, they have to be here for church. So they have to be here for church. Now, if they don't stay, that's their deal. I guess that's because the preaching wasn't no good. But, but uh, they do have to be here for church. So remember that. And uh, let's work. Let's do what we can to get people to the house of God. And uh, let's see a move of the Lord and see God do something great for us. And uh, I asked Sister Stephanie to sing a song, if she can, this morning about the old rugged cross. Choir practice at 515. Lord bless you. Why don't we all stand and let's just worship the Lord and sing this song from our hearts today. and sing it from your heart right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a prize. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. Verse number 18, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 18. How many is thankful for that old rugged cross today? Amen. How many, that's kind of weak. How many is thankful for that old rugged cross today? Praise God, praise God, praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter number 18 or chapter number 1, verse number 18. The Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. To the world it is foolishness. But to the church, it is the power of God. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us in this house today. God, we're depending on you. I pray, Lord, for your touch, for your anointing, for your blessings today. I pray, God, that you would touch every heart, touch every soul, move in every life, every individual today. 
God, move in this house, Lord. Talk to us today as we come to worship and explore your word, God. We give you praise. Come on. Why don't somebody lift your voice right now unto the Lord? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. Good to see every one of you today. I'm glad to be back home. I'm glad to be preaching today. You may not be glad that I'm preaching, but I'm glad I'm preaching. Amen. My wife said, I I told my wife yesterday, I said, I'm preaching tomorrow and I'm kind of excited about it. Amen. I I love this church. I'm glad to be pastor of this church. I'm glad to be part of this church. I'm glad to be part of the church. Amen. I'm glad to be part of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not all God's got. God's got a great church. Well, come on. Wake up and preach with me a little while today. Amen. Amen. Because of the cross. I don't think that we should ever get tired of hearing about the cross. I think that we should always keep the cross in front of us and always understand and never forget the meaning of the cross. The cross is not the most beautiful figure that you will ever see in life. It's not the most beautiful, beautiful setting that you will ever see, but it is the most beautiful story that you will ever hear in your life. Amen. When I, I think about the cross, I think about people that has symbols of the cross and people that wear symbols of the cross. And just the other day, uh, my wife and I was somewhere and she was talking to someone, uh, and, and got, to, got to, to talking to them and they found out that I was a, Minister, and so they made crosses, so they're sending me a cross that I can wear around my neck, I guess. And uh, I'm not sure that I'm going to do that, but I, I do want to keep the symbol and the meaning of the cross forever before my eyes. I look at people that has bumper stickers of the cross, and I look at I look at uh, people that has symbols of the cross. Some of them has even went so far that they tattoo the cross on their body. And uh, I can remember one time I was driving the bus for a different group, and and uh, I took them to a place. They had this big youth event, and I took them uh, to this youth event. And uh, this was not an apostolic youth event. I was just driving the bus. And uh, so we got there, and the minister gets up to speak. I guess he was the minister. And uh, he, he, uh, he's trying to fit in with the kids, and he turned around talking about the cross. And he turned around, and in the back of his head, he had the emblem of the cross shaved in the back of his head. Now, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wear it around my neck. I'm not going to tattoo it on my body. And I'm not going to shave it in the back of my head. But I am going to remember the cross. And I am going to preach about the cross. And I am going to love the old rugged cross. Amen. We should never lose the wonder of the cross and the amazement of the cross. Amen. As I look in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, Paul was writing to the church at Corinth. And as he starts out, He is admonishing them about the importance of their salvation and the importance. I find it very interesting at the very first chapter of the first book to the Corinthians that he is mentioning to them about the power and the importance of the cross. He says in verse number 20, Where is the wise and where is the scribe and where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? We are living in a world that focuses on education. And I I don't think there's anything wrong with education. I appreciate educated people. But I want to tell you, in getting your education, don't ever forget 
that the all-wise is still up in heaven. Amen. The all-wise God is still looking about us. That, that your wisdom will not create an atmosphere of salvation. But through your wisdom, you must understand that there is an almighty God. I don't care what they tell you of how the world was created. Still, the Bible teaches us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. He did not say might be. He did not say maybe. He did not say it possibly happened that way. But the Bible says that God created. I'm so thankful that there is an all-wise God. That there is still a great God. That there is still a mighty God. That there is still a powerful God. That there is still a soul-saving God. That is looking over the balconies of heaven today at us. Amen. All of the world's wisdom God has made foolishness. Amen. When it comes to the wisdom of the world compared to the wisdom of God, it is totally foolish. Every time they think that they have discovered all there is to discover... They get a bigger telescope or they're able to travel further in space and find out that they have only scratched the surface to the galaxies that God has created. That is the power of our God. The wiser man gets, the more he confuses himself. But I want to tell you, amen, the way that you can get unconfused is get in the Word of God and understand that there is a God that's still in control that there is a God that is still powerful, that there is a God that is still mighty, that there is a God that's greater than all of man's wisdom and knowledge. Amen. The Bible says in Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 22, this same chapter, he says, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Amen. There is people that are requiring a sign, even in Jesus' time. Amen. Prove to us. I was, I was reading and studying just yesterday about the crucifixion, and even at His crucifixion, they were still trying to get Jesus to prove who He really was. Amen. They took for naught the miracle of the fishes and the loaves. Amen. They took for naught the miracle of raising the dead. They took for naught the miracle, amen, of turning the water into wine. Amen. They did not understand that He was able to heal the blind and heal the woman with the issue of blood. Many miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle Jesus did while He walked upon the shores of Galilee. And still at the very ending of His life here, they were still trying to get Him come off of the cross and prove who you really are. Amen. I want to tell you today, there's nothing else that God has to do to prove who He is. Amen and the power and the authority and the glory and the majesty that Jesus Christ has. Hallelujah. 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 Seeking a sign. Give us another sign. Amen. I can't understand. I can't understand why people will not serve God. I cannot understand why someone would backslide and walk away from God. I can't comprehend that. Amen. Because they're always seeking God to do something else. And God to prove, God, if you do this, I'll do that. God, if you'll heal me, I'll live for you. God, if you'll bless me with this, I'll serve you. Amen. Let me tell you something. God don't have to do anything to prove to you that He loves you. Amen. The cross paints a beautiful picture of the love and the grace and the mercy of God. I'm thankful for the cross today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. All the world's wisdom seeking a sign, seeking the Greeks, seek after wisdom. And they're trying to find the wisdom. And even when Jesus would sit down and visit with the scholars of the world and the so-called scholars of prophecy, amen, he would confound them even at 12 years of age. Amen. And still they were amazed at the wisdom of this young man. Where did it come from? I'll tell you where it came from. Amen. He was not a man that made himself God. He was a God that robed himself with flesh and dwelt among us and talked among us and preached among us and healed among us and Praise God. I'm thankful for the for Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the mercy and the blood of Christ that was shed on Calvary's hill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People are seeking after so many things. But verse number 23 says... But we preach Christ. Amen. We preach Christ. We preach Christ unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But Paul said, I forget those things that I have learned and I have been educated. And I understand there's something far greater than that. There's something far greater than your education. There's something far greater than your bank account. There's something far greater than your future. What is that? That is the old rugged cross. Amen. I'm thankful for Calvary. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's hill for my salvation. Paul tells us to never forget. Don't ever forget Calvary. Don't ever forget the cross. Don't ever forget the meaning of the cross. Amen. What does a cross mean to you? To some, a symbol in the back of their head. To some, a tattoo on their body. To some, on a chain around their neck. To some, a a bumper sticker on their car. To some, it's a cross hanging with the dead, crucified Christ everywhere they look. But I want to tell you, amen, He's not on the cross anymore. Amen. The Catholics would like to keep Him on the cross. But He is resurrected with all power, with all glory, with all majesty. Hallelujah. But don't ever forget to me, to me the cross is something so much more than what this world looks at as just a figure or just a symbol of something that is nothing more than two pieces of wood that is connected to each other. I think about the lyrics of a song that I dearly love, a new song that has been released. Amen. It's called The Grave. It says, now the Course says this, if there hadn't been a grave, if there had not been a cross, my heart would still be buried and my soul would still be lost. If there hadn't been a Savior who died to make a way, I'd still be a dead man if there had not been a grave. Amen. I want to tell you today, because of the cross, I am delivered from all sin and all bondage of the adversary. Because of the cross, I have been forgiven. Amen. The reason why I can shout this morning, it's because of the cross. Reason why we're here this morning, it's because of the cross. Amen. 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 I'm thankful for the cross. I am thankful for the cross. Amen. It's not just a bloody symbol. But when my mind goes back to how terrible and how tragic it must have been, the pain and the agony and the suffering and the shame that he must have endured, the blood that ran down his back, the blood 
that ran out the purest of his hands and his feet. The blood that flowed off of his brow. The blood that flowed down his side. Amen. I look at it. It was for me. Now you might say that it was for you. But I look at it and it was for me. I'm thankful for the blood. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for forgiveness. I'm thankful for mercy. I'm thankful for deliverance. I'm thankful that I've been set free. Because of the cross. Why don't somebody just stand to your feet and give God praise for the cross today. Why don't you really give God some glory? I'm glad that I've been set free. I'm glad that I've been delivered. I'm glad that I've been set free. I'm glad that I've been delivered. Oh, you say, oh, we just go over and over and over. I remember when I was sin sick. I remember when the devil had me bound. But thank God I've been set free by the power that is in the cross. Hallelujah! 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 Just a few more moments. Why don't somebody really give God some praise? Really give God some praise for the power that is in the cross. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We which were born, you can be seated, and shapened in iniquity. Amen. I, I, I cross theological opinions with someone when I was preaching one time about saying that we are not naturally born good. We're naturally born unto sin. Amen. Where did I get that from? I get that from the Bible. I can't help it because you don't believe what the Bible says. And I said it like this. You don't have to teach your child to lie. You have to teach them how to tell the truth. You don't have to teach them how to tell somebody to shut up. How many has ever taught your kids to say shut up? No, you say, oh, that's a bad word. Don't say that. Don't tell mom and daddy that. They get that naturally because they were born and shapen in iniquity. Now Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatreds, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you, as I have also told you in times past, they, they which do such things shall not, everybody say shall not, Everybody say, shall not. Shall not what? Inherit the kingdom of God. You were damned. You were condemned to go to hell. I was condemned and damned to go to hell. But there was something that stood between me and hell. And thank God for an old rugged cross. It's nothing that I deserved, but it's by the mercy. Oh, hallelujah. It's nothing that I deserved, but it's by the mercy and the grace of God. That in exchange, amen, I listen to God, people testify, and God took this away from me, and God took that away from me, and God took drugs away from me, and God took alcohol 
away from me. And God took carousing away from me. Amen. And God takes the works of the flesh away from you. Amen. God takes adultery. God takes fornication. God takes uncleanliness. God takes lasciviousness. God takes idolatry. God takes witchcraft. God takes hatred. God takes variance. God takes emulation. God takes wrath. God takes strife. God takes sedition. God takes heresies. God takes envying. God takes murders. God takes drunkenness. God takes revelings. And God takes the such like. But there's something good about God and the cross. God does not take anything from us that He does not give something greater and more precious than what He takes. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad to know that God's not just a taker, but my God is a giver. My God is a blesser. So when he takes these things, what does he give to us? Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 24 through 24. But the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say, but the fruit of the Spirit. When He takes the lust of the flesh and the works of the flesh away, He gives us the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, which is joy, which is peace, which is long-suffering, which is gentleness, which is goodness, which is faith, which is meekness, which is temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. Amen. You know what happened to it? All of the works of the flesh Jesus Christ had nailed to the cross. Thank God for the cross. I don't have to walk in sin. I don't have to be condemned by sin. I don't have to be dictated by sin. Hallelujah. 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 People say you don't get to carouse around. Amen. I've been delivered and I don't want to carouse around. People say you don't get to drink alcohol. I've been delivered and I don't want to be a drunkard. You don't get to do drugs. No, I've been delivered and God's gave me something better than drugs. He's given me something better than alcohol. Thank God for the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If they come to the music this morning, I'm getting ready to quit. Amen. And being, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and verse 14, it says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh which was just type of sin, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all, not just some of your trespasses, not just some things that God can deliver you from. Amen. Not just some things God can touch your mind. Amen. Some of you are bound by drugs. Some are bound by alcohol. Some are bound by cigarettes. Some are bound by all kinds of ungodliness in this world. Amen. There is nothing that you are bound by. Some are bound by bitterness. Some are bound by hate. But I want to tell you that Christ, Christ's cross is greater than hate. Christ's cross Cross is greater than alcohol. Christ's cross is greater than jealousy. Christ's cross is greater than envying. Christ's cross is greater than mercy. Christ's cross is greater. Oh, hallelujah. Having forgiven you all 
all, all. Everybody say all. Everybody say all of my trespasses. Amen. Everything that I've ever done. Oh, every bad thought that I've ever had. Well, some of you might not ever have any bad thoughts. Amen. But you know good and well you have. Amen. Every bad thing I've ever looked at. Every bad thing I've ever heard. Every bad thing that I've ever done. Christ's cross is able to deliver us from all, all of our trespasses. I come to tell somebody, the devil's still a liar. The devil's still a liar. The devil's still a liar. The cross is greater than sin. Hallelujah. 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 You wonder, my Lord, what's wrong with Brother Looper? He's so excited. Amen. Because I was on my way to hell. I was bound by sin. Amen. I was overcome by sin. I had no joy. I had no peace. I had no happiness. But one Thursday night, I made my way to the cross. The cross happened 2,000 years ago. How did you make your way to the cross? I tell you where I made my way to the cross was in the shape of an altar. And I said, oh, Lord, deliver me of my sins. I come to tell you today, no matter where you're at in life, no matter what you've done, no matter what you thought, amen, God is able to deliver. God is able to set free. God is able to renew. God is able to help. God is able to strengthen you. Woo. Amen. Amen. This next scripture, as I get ready to close this morning, we're going to baptize Aiden in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ here in a few moments. But as I get ready to close, I'll think of this next scripture. I think of the, of the setting of a courtroom. And you are going before the judge that is going to sentence you for the wrongdoing. Now you know you've done wrong. You know you were caught speeding. You know you robbed the convenience store. You know you shot your wife. You know whatever wrong that you've done. You know you was carrying drugs in your car. Whatever wrong that you was doing and you're standing before the judge. And the judge has the authority to sentence you for the wrong that you had done. I was a sinner and I came before the judge. When I came before the judge, as I looked in that courtroom... As a judge looks down and he says, I seen just a moment ago that you had done such and such. I seen just a moment ago that you were guilty. And as he looks up and looks me in the eye and he looks back down at his page where he's about ready to give judgment. The Bible says, blotting out the handwriting. Of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary unto us. The judge looks up at me and he starts to condemn me and sentence me. But when he looks back down in his paper, the Bible says that he takes the red blood and washes it. It didn't turn it red because blood's easy to stain something red. But that blood is so powerful, it did not just make it red. It turned the paper white. Woo! He didn't erase it with the eraser where you can look back and see it in the imprint. No, but the red blood... It ain't there no more. It's not there anymore. I can't see it. You can't see it. How? How did it happen? Amen. I'll tell you how it happened. And he took it out of the way. Amen. He took it out of the way. Nailing it to his 
cross. Hey man, I can tell by some of your response this morning that y'all have never done anything wrong in your life. I can tell by your response this morning that Jesus is just lucky to have you. But I want to tell you, I was a sinner. I wasn't worth saving. I was a transgressor. I was on my way to a devil's hell. Amen. The works of the flesh was dominating my walk. Amen. But thank God that He was not only able to take away the works of the flesh, but He was able to produce the fruit of the Spirit. That He not only took a eraser and raced it off of the page, Amen, but He made the page white again, just as snow, just like it never happened. Amen. You can dig in my past all you want to. Amen. But my past has been covered by the blood. Amen. I'm thankful for the cross. That's the reason why I can lift my hands. That's the reason why I can lift my voice. That's the reason why I can leap my joy. That's the reason why I'm excited about God. It's because I have been washed. If you're in this place this morning and you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, It's a shame that you would leave without the blood of Jesus Christ being applied to your life. It's a shame that you would walk out of the door with the works of the flesh being fulfilled in your life. Amen. It's a shame that you would look at the cross as just a symbol instead of the power to redeem us. From our sins. It's a shame that you would take the cross. Amen. It's a greater shame. If I laid a thousand dollars on this altar this morning. And said whoever comes up here. Or if I took your debt today. And I say whatever you owe. Whatever you owe. If you'll come up here today. The first one that gets to me. I'm going to take and I'm going to pay your debt to where you owe nothing else. And you walk in these doors a debtor, but you walk out debt free. Is there anybody to take up on that offer? Boy, some of you, man, I don't know. Give me a, give me a raise of hand if you would. If you could have all your debt paid. I tell you, I'll take that offer with you. Somebody wants to make it to me. I'll be glad. I'll raise both hands. I'll run. I may not be the fastest guy in here, but I don't think there's somebody could beat me to that back door right now. If somebody's going to pay all my debt. But it would be a shame to say that's just too much effort. I'm just going to go home with my debt. Some of you know you're a miserable, wretched wreck. You're a debt to sin. You're in bondage to the adversary of your soul. But this morning, Jesus Christ is standing here saying, I'm going to take every sin, every debt, every heartache, every regret, and I'm going to nail it to my cross this morning. All you got to do is lift your hand and say, here I am. Forgive me. That's the magic word. Forgive me, Jesus. And then you walk out a free man. Or you walk out a free woman. It's a shame that you would not take Jesus Christ up on that offer today. Amen. All standing across this building that is possibly able to stand. Let's bow our heads. Let's talk to God just a few moments right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help me today, church. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, there's people in here that needs help from God today. Amen. There's souls in here that need to be set free from the adversary of sin. Why don't you make your way to this altar today and say, Here I am, God.
I owe a debt that I cannot pay. But here I am, God. Here I am, God. Would you step out by faith and say, here I am, God. I want to walk away a free man. I want to walk away a free woman. I want to walk away a free young lady. I want to walk away a free young man. I want help today, God, that only you can give. As the church gathers around this morning, why don't you pray for these that come to the altar? Why don't you come with the church today? Why don't you say, here I am, Lord. I need you. I need you, Jesus. I'm laying my anger on the cross. I'm laying my hurt on the cross. I'm laying my disappointments on the cross. Hallelujah. I'm laying my sin on the cross. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, pray with somebody this morning. Help somebody this morning. Amen. Reach out to someone today. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, I need you today, I need you today.